College Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best of Las Vegas two years in a row, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011, cold beers and cheeseburgers, 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers, Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994, OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery, Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hanson. All right, welcome in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for such a beautiful round of applause. Scott Strandy here with College Hockey Southwest Weekly, live from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, my friend, how are you tonight? Um, uh, it rained for about three seconds. Uh, and you got 30-mile-an-hour uh, winds? I don't even – you know what? I haven't been outside. I, I haven't been out there. Uh, I just saw that on the news. Somebody was in the city, and I saw them uh, with their hair blowing like crazy. So, Well, anyway. you know, the, the thing about it is I am way out. I, I mean, I am not <laughs> – anywhere close to manhattan i am 50 miles from the queens nassau border so i'm that's just you know that's, that's foreign just, country to you right <laughs> yeah more or less yeah yeah i so. hear you well welcome into another edition another episode of college hockey southwest weekly we got a fun show for you tonight, folks, because it's not just NCAA, or at least not NCAA yet, but we are uh, digging into a little Southern California hockey uh, tonight, and we're going to talk a little bit about UCLA hockey. We have three guests coming on. Assuming that everything goes as planned as we are. Yeah, see, that's uh, as things go as planned, as as we always hope they do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, we're just coming along. Well, you know technology, right? I mean, yeah, you know technology. Yes, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like, I'll give that's you a little the behind only, the scenes. That's the only folks. thing I know about technology. <laughs> Okay, here's a little behind the scenes at my house today, folks. Uh, an hour ago, they decided that they were going to have an outage on my cable system. So out went my TV, out went my internet, and I am operating off of my phone. So thank you so much, T-Mobile. So far, so good. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, also, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, just all the exciting things coming up. I mean, tomorrow I'm going to be leaving for Vegas to uh, be a part of the UNLV fundraiser golf tournament. Looking forward to that. Then I'm going to move on from there to to um, 
St. Louis and visit with uh, John Hogan at the uh, Maryvale University, Maryville University. Uh, moving from uh, there up to Dubuque, oh, no, confirmed stop, stop, today. Stop, 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 oh. You got more? Okay, you, you want to – well, no, it's not that I got more, but can we get – can we get – listen, I'm not – I hear. I know of a lot of schools. I know. Mary, can a little uh, a little more detail than that, please? Is it uh, what the specifics? Are just us, or sure, is he just, just another outside. bulldog? Okay. No, no. He's uh, a wildcat. Oh, then you, what? <laughs> what? Oh boy, that got quiet in a hurry. Okay, so Maryville Mary, University is uh, brand new, relatively speaking, about three years old, I think. To uh, club hockey, ACHA hockey. They jumped right in at D1. Uh, they built a brand new hockey facility. Uh, John used to play at the University of Arizona. And, Where? Uh, when, he gra- when he graduated, he did, a, he did a little stint as a grad assistant. And then lo and behold, because it was near his hometown, uh, he put in for the job as head coach, got the job. And uh, now they will be hosting the ACHA National Tournament not for sure this year with the COVID situation, but certainly the next two years, it's going to be just outside of St. Louis and they will be the host university. So I figured on my way back to Minnesota, why not stop in and visit with John and uh, get a little insight as to what's going on there and see his facility and all that good stuff. So watch for that on an upcoming Sunday special. Uh, Then uh, on Monday, I'm going to advance uh, up the Mississippi a little bit to Dubuque, Iowa and I'm going to uh, visit with the head coach, Oliver David, and do a little Sunday special on uh, the connection between the Dubuque Fighting Saints and the uh, Arizona State University Sun Devils. See that? So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be a 2 p.m. visit with him, and there'll be another Sunday special we'll tell you all about. Then I'm going to proceed on from there up to Lake Elmo, where my daughter and son-in-law live, and visit my grandson and uh, pick up my wife and take her back home with us. Um, and if you can get her to leave, and, and yeah, well, that, that might be the hardest part. <laughs> but but the uh, the other thing is, next week will be a show of uh, we're calling it Minnesota Week, or at least I'm calling it that. Paul hasn't agreed to call it that yet, but but I I'm calling not. it that. Uh, let let me tease you with a few of the people that that we have, and one that is the anticipated guest uh, Sunday on our Pandemic Playoff Podcast, Pat Micheletti. Uh, former golfer, former uh, AHLer, NHLer, and now radio host is going to be joining us. Monday night, we're bringing on uh, the one and only Rob Stauber, um, Hobie Baker Award winner as a goaltender, former Bulldog, uh, good uh, career uh, in the NHL, yeah, play with the Kings. For our friends in LA, he played for the Kings. I know that they uh, yeah. might be a Ducks fan yeah. or two in this group, but he did play in Southern California, so... Yes, we he did. So we'll have that. we'll have Rob on on Monday, and then Tuesday we're going to bring on our good friend Jess Myers from uh, the Rink Live, and, and the, another bulldog, I might add, just because we have to kind of keep the bulldogs rolling. Um, and then I just reached out, and hopefully we'll be getting a confirmation for our Wednesday show to have um, John Baugh Harrington joining us, the uh, women's head hockey coach at Mankato State or Minnesota State, Mankato, whatever you want to call it right now, um, university. So hopefully we have John on Wednesday. So a great week of shows next week, but 
now is the here and now. And Paul, uh, let me think. We went 60, 61, 62. No, 60, 61, 60, 61, 62, back to 61 now with the uh, right. announcement from Alaska. Yeah, um, it is unfortunate. The, the two Alaska schools have been on the edge for a bunch of years now. Uh, and the pandemic has uh, clearly affected uh, the school in Anchorage. Uh, they were even moving from the big Sullivan Arena where they had uh, their home games for the longest time to an on-campus facility that was much smaller. Um, and they decided that uh, we've had enough. Uh, at the same time, Fairbanks made their announcement that uh, we're good to go and we're not going anywhere. So it's 61 or will be 61. Uh, it bounces up and down. And of course, all of this happens on Wednesday nights and Wednesday mornings and Wednesday nights. <laughs> so expect something, I, to, I break care. Uh, expect not, something to break tomorrow. Because We're not you know, switching I'm, the show times. It's still going to be no, Tuesday no, night. Well, because, listen, because if we did that, then it would be Thursday afternoon when all the stuff would break. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, I, I believe, wasn't it last Wednesday when uh, Josh Maniscalco uh, announced that he was signing with the Penguins? So why not? Yeah, I, no, no, I'm not saying he shouldn't have. I'm just saying, didn't. That <laughs> no, I happen? mean, why not do it on Wednesday? <laughs> well, that's because that's what happens to us. That stuff happens on Wednesday after we've done the show. Well, rumor has it, uh, Paul, that that what they the reason that all happens that way is they want to give us about a week to mull it over, so we uh, don't react too quickly and too harshly. Uh, I don't know why <laughs> having an, another Sun Devil a step closer to the National Hockey League. Uh, would be uh, criticized. Would be criticized. I, no, I, I didn't mean that. I just mean that they they, they just think that we need to uh, mull it over for a little while before we get uh, any breaking news. So yeah, I know. That's boring. I know it is, you know, but that's the so, way it is. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, get it. Um, you know, so I so, mean, it's it's just clearly the. the the, the powers that be have decided that uh, we're going to make everything happen on Wednesday. And it's, and it's only happened like six times since I know. March. I know. So, it's you know, crazy. after a while it stops being a coincidence, right? Yeah, right. It's pandemic Wednesday in our life. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, as, as I mentioned, this is a college hockey Southwest weekly where we're normally just talking NCAA stuff, but. Um, well, we kind we of still are. Oh, yeah. Well, we wanted to reach out to uh, the guys at, uh, at UCLA because we wanted to find out a little bit about their program. And um, everybody asked me about UNLV, and tomorrow I'm going to be with about 144 golfers and a, a sold-out field and sponsors like crazy mean uh, in the middle of a pandemic to, uh, to raise some money for their program. So we know what it's like. It's, it's crazy. So we're um, – you know, we always want to know what the possibilities are. What are the goals? What are the ambitions? And right. nobody here, uh, I don't think, in the desert southwest really gets a feel for Southern California. So let's um, let's take a quick break and let's come right back with our guests. We've, uh, I believe, I'm going to get these names right. I'm going to give it a shot. I got Brian Melbum, I got uh, Rich Joe, and I got Billy Zegris, all from UCLA hockey, joining us in two minutes. Excellent. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, 
College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day, College Bar and Grill. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Ask any player who laces up a pair of skates in Arizona or Nevada and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. All right, welcome back in, folks. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. And it is our pleasure on College Hockey Southwest Weekly to introduce to you three members of uh, UCLA Hockey. Uh, we've got play-by-play boys, uh, Brian Melbum. Is that correct, Brian? Yes, sir. Great to be with you. Thanks for uh, uh, having me on. Well, great to have you on. And we've got uh, the president, club president, Rich Joe. Is that correct? That's right. Perfect pronunciation, actually. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Welcome in, Joe, uh, Rich. And uh, Billy Zegris is uh, with us as well. Billy, how are you? Good. How are you going, guys? Uh, we've been, us. You and I have been uh, texting back and forth to get this all lined up, so I appreciate your efforts. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on. Like I said, you've got Scott and Paul with you. Um, we love doing the show. We love talking hockey. Uh, this is normally a show reserved for NCAA hockey, but um, we know what's going on out in the West, and uh, we wanted to have you guys on and get a little background on UCLA hockey, where you're headed, where you've been, um, and how things are. So let, let's start with Brian. Brian, give us a little background on UCLA uh, hockey. Well, I feel weird saying I'm late to the party with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was... Uh, I kind of just weaseled my way into their program when they were uh, years and years ago when we played at the Panorama City Rink. They shared the ice with, uh, or alternated ice times with CSUN, Cal State University in Northridge. I was their PA announcer at the time, and uh, I guess the Bruins didn't really have anybody doing it, or at least not that seriously. So I said, hey, um, 
I'm never doing anything after the Matador games. You want me to call your games as well? And uh, later on, so yeah, that that happened. And I think 2013, I've been with the team in different capacities since then. It was after I was called up to sub for CSUN's play-by-play announcer, couldn't make it to an away game. I dabbled my my first official uh, time calling a game play-by-play. I was pretty nervous, but just the response was so supportive. And uh, at the time, UCLA didn't have anybody doing any kind of a broadcast. And so I just kind of, you know, found someone who could cover, you know, I could pass a torch public address announcer wise and uh, made the jump over to play by play and started off on Facebook live streams. We transitioned over to YouTube. I'm so sorry. Um, No, no problem. Anyhow, we uh, made the jump to play-by-play, and uh, that was that. Um, as for the Bruins, uh, we now play at L.A. Kings Ice at Pickwick Gardens next to beautiful downtown Burbank. Uh, <laughs> just had some I, – oh, I appreciate you appreciating that. <laughs> next, uh, I've been there before, some, Brian, so I know all go. about <laughs> – Oh, yeah. That's yep. – uh, they did some nice renovations to the rink there. Um, I guess, um, you know, under the hood, so to speak, the refrigeration system and all that brand new scoreboard. One of the few in the area that actually showed that they have a, you know, shots on goal counter on there. Uh, so that's been exciting. Getting to see it all spiced up. I'll pass well, the, uh, the mic well, over to my. Yeah, no, hey. You guys, you gotta, you guys are all using one mic or one phone. That's okay. <laughs> um, that I can't imagine that that's that easy to do. But uh, um, did uh, you know, when? By the way, uh, Brian, just so you know, uh, some of Scott and I are old enough where we get the beautiful downtown Burbank reference uh, from an old TV show. So. Oh, absolutely. That's where I was going with yeah, it. That, that went a little over my head. Not gonna lie. That's okay. uh, I was gonna say up. it's a pretty nice. It's a pretty nice city. If I, I want to call it beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Go look up some old clips of a TV show called Laughing, and uh, and you guys will see where that came from. Okay. So uh, so so let's jump in. Uh, um, let's talk to Rich uh, next because Rich, you're the president of this club, correct? Yes. Um, I, I deal with a lot of club hockey teams out here in, in the desert Southwest, and that is a thankless job. So my, my pat on the back to you right off the get-go for uh, stepping up and taking on that <laughs> challenge. But t- talk to us a little bit about uh, club hockey at UCLA and uh, just how much work it is for you off the ice. Right. I think with this upcoming season, especially given that, with all that's going on right now, it's especially difficult for me as the president to to think about scheduling, to think about any kind of budgeting for the season at this point, because as of now, we currently still have no season plan and we're trying to figure out when we would be able to accommodate that. But UCLA club hockey, uh, from when I joined as a freshman, I'm a senior now, ambition to improve the program to develop our uh, program and get it back to where it once was 
it, we started out actually as a D1 program in 1926, but that program was disbanded after World War II, or at the start of World War II, sorry. And since then, we've never been back in the D1 conversation, uh, mostly because of finance issues, I believe. But since I was a freshman, we've always been talking about trying to make the jump back to, or to ACHA D1 and hopefully establish ourselves as a reputable hockey program, hopefully build towards NCAA D1 in the future. By the way, don't let them kick you out. You, you just stay a senior there, Rich, and you just stay there as long as you can. <laughs> don't let them kick you out. They kicked me out at ASU. Uh, I didn't want to go. Just You just make sure you, you tell them I don't want to leave. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, like speaking towards that D1 thing, it's uh, I think for us, it's not so much the needing to have a bigger brand or a bigger market. I mean, you know, UCLA is a, it's a fantastic school. It's great school. Um, so the the support is definitely there from the athletic department. It's just, as Rich said, it's a lot of financing. It's uh, getting a program that's consistent and good enough where like, the school actually takes it seriously enough to consider it, you know, on the chopping bird, consider bumping it up to a D1 sport. So... So, so Billy and and, uh, and Rich, as players, let me ask you this. Um, you know, when I travel around the desert southwest, and to be honest with you, five years ago when I started this company, um, ACHA hockey out here was in a shambles. <laughs> and that's, that's putting it mildly. Coach Powers had just kind of robbed his team from a national championship and made it NCAA with the help of the university and donors. Uh, the University of Arizona was just getting a new head coach. UNLV was uh, – uh, trying to re- resurrect things from the to the D two level, they're now D one, as you know. And then uh, Grand Canyon University started up, and uh, when I started covering them, they were uh, a beer league team, and now they're a uh, ACHA D one as well. So, um, my question is: when you look at at what's happening out here in the desert southwest, does that give you guys incentive to say, "Hey, we we see what you're doing over there, and and we can do that too"? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. ASU, the way ASU's jumped from ACHA to D1 is something that I think all Pac-8 teams look uh, look up to. It's something that we all uh, strive to achieve someday. And I think um, Kevin Westgarth, former LA King and Vice President of Business Development right now at the NHL, he hinted at, like, he was even saying that it would be amazing to see a UCLA USC rivalry game before like an LA Kings Anaheim Ducks game and there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, I would say there's a huge market for hockey out here and yeah we would love to be able to follow in ASU's footsteps. I think uh, the biggest challenge though for us is like we're a completely student-run team um, all the money that the team spends comes from student dues and then donations we get once a year and you know we're students so we got we got a lot to do at school um, and without the help that other ACHA teams have, professional you know, general managers, professional paid coaches, uh, equipment staff, all that sort of stuff, it's always going to be a barrier for us until we take that next that next step to you know, emulate what ASU is doing. Right. Well, just to inform our listeners who may or may not know, and it was mentioned already that uh, UCLA was a D1 program back in, 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 in the 20s, 1926. Uh, there were a lot of California schools that had programs at that time. Uh, USC, Cal, Loyola, uh, Gonzaga up in Washington. University of Washington had a team for a few years. Uh, 
uh, Occidental College, which if people don't know, is the school that f- former President Nixon went to. Uh, USIU, which still exists under a different name, had a team in the 80s. And even for a few years, the University of Wyoming had a team. So this, it's almost like the, the Kraken up in Seattle. They had a team a long, long time ago, and it, it, things built back up. Uh, how did you guys become aware of that? Because uh, that's not something that, that everybody knows. Right. Um, I think we've always uh, had a general sense of, like, the history of the program. Right. Because every every time we fundraise or anything, we, we always talk about how we were founded in 1926. Six club sports teams on campus. And with that, it comes a lot of tradition and a lot of, uh, I would say, desire to get back to where where we had been already. Right. And the push to D1 would be amazing for this team, for sure. I actually first found out about it, the, the Hall of Fame here on campus. I was just browsing through there one day as a freshman and came across a little factoid. So it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to find out. <laughs> Okay, so so let me throw this out at you because when I talk to the the club teams out here in uh, the desert southwest, um, they all tell me they're kind of following the ASU roadmap that Coach Powers has set up for them. And what he's told them is in order to make the jump successfully to NCAA hockey, he wants the, the teams that are making that jump to do three things. He wants them to get good support from the university. He wants them to have good financial support. And then the third thing he always says is he wants to uh, have them be winners at the level they're coming from. So uh, if you're D2, he wants you to get to D1 ACHA and then win at the D1 level at least consistently or win a national championship. He thinks that's very important. Is that something that you guys have have heard about or uh, have heard of that roadmap? I definitely haven't heard of those three steps, but I I agree 100% with – powers he's that's a very good recipe for success for any program i would say if you can keep uh succeeding at the level you're at eventually you're going to get to where you want to be yeah and like going back to that like the biggest thing for us over the past few years has been achieving goals one and two you know like getting help from the university and also having good financials like when i came in as a freshman i'm a year under rich um our president at the time peter katz was you know, working his tail off to get us out of a lot of debt that we had. You know, we're finally back in a stable position as a team, but with that debt came less support from the university, so it's really just all tied together. Um, and it just takes guys who are committed to the team, like Rich and Peter and, you know, our captains last year, Matt and PJ, Smigliani. So it's definitely all tied together. I would say in a, a different angle, but, yeah, it certainly makes sense, um, you know, as far as – the powers that be not wanting these teams to bite off more than they can chew. I mean, if the financial supporters are, of course, that's, that's big, but the talent and the, um, you know, the team performance is critical as well. Um, as I was saying, my personal experience when I started off with Cal state Northridge as a PA announcer, uh, they were D three ACHA and, uh, there was zero parity in the, uh, I think it was the Pacific coast hockey conference. Um, in any case, it was, them and College of the Canyons just, well, I think Canyons were usually on top of it at two-year school, but they have a lot of uh, 
<laughs> exactly how that works, but <laughs> they would be neck and neck with CSUN, and then we would just pummel all the other teams in our conference. I mean, as a announcer DJ guy, I mean, I would stop playing our goal horn once we got up, to, you know, an eight or nine goal lead <laughs> and things like that. It was, uh, you know, started off fun, but you know, don't want to rub it too much in their face. Of course, and it's just clearly a mismatch. Um, but yeah, I would agree certainly with that roadmap to a certain degree. Now, before we get to the current state of things, okay, I've we've all seen stories, or at least I shouldn't say we all have, um, but Scott knows this and. And, and I've seen it over the years because uh, when I was a student and I dealt with the athletic department, I used to get laughed at when I talked about hockey. Um, okay. uh, and certain athletic directors over the years have been asked, hey, what about this? And they're like, absolutely no way. Okay. Uh, I know UCLA just got a new athletic director. We're gonna, we'll get to that in a second. But – in your guys' dealings with the athletic department in the past, were they negative towards the team in terms of saying, no way, I don't care what you guys do, we're not doing it? Or was there at least, you know, if you guys show that A, B, and C, uh, then, you know, you'll be on the radar at least? Um, We've had definitely a push in past years a little more solid than it was uh, last year or two years ago. Um, there, there has been a lot of talk with the athletic department in trying to promote uh, UCLA club hockey into a, what's called varsity status for club sports, which right. rugby is a part of, and it get, comes with a lot of benefits to both financially and just support from the university. But we for some reason, have never been approved as a varsity sport, uh, despite several years of uh, applying for it. Okay. For folks that are not familiar with the situation, uh, the new athletic director at UCLA comes from Boston College. Yeah. Uh, I don't His first name is Richard, right? Richard Jarman? Is that, did I get Martin, that correct? Martin Jarman. Martin Jarman, okay. Yeah. Right. So he comes from a, a place where that's probably the number one sport. Oh, definitely. I mean, so yeah. uh, you guys had to be really happy when he got the job. Yeah, I remember texting Rich about it. Like I was going through Twitter, looking at like rumors before the actual hiring happened. I was like, dude, like we might get this guy from Boston College. It could be huge for us. Um, it's like we're, we're pretty excited about it. But obviously, right now we got some got some bigger things on his plate with the football season and uh, right. Other stuff, so we haven't really been pursuing it as we normally would have under normal circumstances. But I mean, looking to the future, you've got to think that a guy who ran the athletic department at a school like Boston College with their hockey program is going to look at the state of you know we're in Los Angeles. There's no college hockey teams in this market. You know what can he do to make that happen and bring in more revenue to the school? Um, you know, start a new tradition here of Division One college hockey. Well, guys, I, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Paul and I came out and uh, and we're at the uh, Great Park Ice, I believe it's called, in uh, Anaheim for uh, a Christmas series between Harvard and uh, Arizona State last year. And you guys packed the place. I mean, it was sold out both nights. Uh, the hockey was great. 
you can see the facility there, how nice that is. And, and it really looks like you're primed for NCAA hockey at some point down the road. But um, first things first, it is a goal to get up to ACHA D1, the first move for you guys? Or, or what do you want to do at, at this point? I think that's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, as a D2 program, I don't think we'll be able to jump directly into NCAA D1, like considering all that's happened and the, sex, the success of the program. But I definitely think that um, getting into ACHA D1, showing that we can compete at that level and succeed at that level will really help our bid into NCAA D1 as well. Like, I mean, obviously, like ACHA Division One is also it's a long-term goal for us. And every season, you, know, you kind of got to rein it in and focus on, all right, this year we have to make the packet playoffs and then win the packet championship and then go to regionals and then compete for a national championship. Like you said, you know, that three-step roadmap, you got to be a winner at your level before you move up. Um, so it's, it's, it's a constant battle between looking to the – Looking for the long term and trying to jump up a level, and also putting putting together competitive teams um, at a school that typically doesn't attract hockey players. Not a whole lot more to add for me on that, but uh, yeah, you know, it's um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, one step at a time. I think um, you know the the gap, the the jump from ACHA D one to. Uh, NCAA hockey could be significant and uh, certainly don't want to get in too deep, you know, have the excitement fizzle out. Um, you know, there's no shortage of other entertainment and sports options in this town. So, you know, we don't want to <laughs> even drink COVID probably, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is, you know, hype this and then just get pummeled and ignored. Well, let me ask, with that being the case, let me just ask the, the next question. And, and I know kind of what the answer has got to be. Um, but, you know, how much, if not necessarily money support, because they would have to give out to a thousand teams because there's so many schools there. Um, the, the support, what kind of support or what kind of, I guess emotional support, for lack of a better term, uh, are you guys getting from the Ducks and the Kings and um, and, and those two organizations to do to get you guys uh, where you need to be? Well, we USC and UCLA play a game at the Staples Center every year, usually, and right. we'll play after the Kings play. And that's, that's a really nice uh, tradition that's been going on between UCLA, USC hockey, and, and the LA Kings. And it's, it's, it's one form of support that we're getting from them. The Kings also bought our home ice and had a bit of renovation, which was, which was great for us. It, the ice was a, a lot better last year than it had been in recent yeah. years. And uh, the Ducks haven't been doing – haven't had much contact with us uh, generally – but is that a location thing? Because I, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I know the, the, a general idea of, of of the geography, but I'm not a. You know, I, I do not know my way around LA because right. I just haven't been there that much. That's fair. Um, I would say Anaheim is uh, is more of UCL USC affiliated because USC okay. 
practices and plays their home games at the rinks in Anaheim. Okay. So I assume that they have some more contact with the Ducks than they do with the Kings. Okay. Connections with them, it's, it's also more one of those long-term goals for us where, you know, building a relationship to the point where they would support, you know, a push for a team here is, is going to take a lot of time. And, you know, I know, I know those, those programs, the Ducks and the Kings, are more focused on cultivating youth hockey in Southern California, right. like the Anaheim Ducks High School Hockey League and the LA Kings High School Hockey League. So um, I don't think it's really a priority for them to, uh, you know, nurture a seed that might grow into something that competes with them in the hockey market in Los Angeles. Um, Have you guys gotten a lot of players from those two pro- from those high school programs? Uh, yeah, a couple, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's it's a good. They, I mean, they're, they're they're good quality players. They're great. They're great leagues. Um, I, every year we get a few right. guys who are you know, always solid players. Um, and you know, it's great for Southern California hockey that they're doing that. But uh, just, you know, a little selfishly wish that they would throw a little bit more attention our way. <laughs> so obviously, and I and I get that. <laughs> but like I said, I, I I this is all new to me. I don't really know. You know, like I said, I I don't know the landscape because. Uh, I mean, one of my best friends lives there, and he he does some officiating and things like that. My field of expertise, so to speak, is where Scott is in Arizona because, you know, I lived there for a long time. So uh, that's why I have to ask some of these questions because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has them. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so guys, let me throw this out at you. Uh, tomorrow night is our club hockey show. And I'm having the commissioner of the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League, which uh, this past year, and this is supposed to be the first year where they've had a really full-blown league where they added Utah, they added UNLV, they added Grand Canyon. Um, uh, UCLA is not too far from any of those. Uh, it's a bus trip. Uh, you guys could do it. They could make it over there. Um, Arizona hockey is pretty steady right now and stable. ASU is pretty steady and stable at the ACHA D1. Um, would you guys ever want to entertain doing something like that if you make that move to uh, to get in a bus league with UNLV and uh, ASU and U of A and Grand Canyon? Oh, 100%. I think yeah. that any any way that we could get up into the big leagues and play with all those D1 programs is a good sign for us. Like any, any opportunity we could get, I would be chomping at the bit to go on the bus and ride to ASU right now to go play with them. Uh, it sounds it sounds like a great opportunity, and uh, I would definitely be interested, and our team would be yeah. sure. It, it also just comes back around the finances, though. Like we don't we don't have a bus to hop on right now and just drive out there. We, you know, we use uh, school issue vans for our very limited number of road trips. So, well, you guys also have a little bit of an advantage that you guys do have a lot of schools around you. Yeah. So so you guys don't really if you. I mean, I'm sure you guys like to make the road trips. It's 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 fun uh, once you get out of the van and once you get out of the bus. But yeah. uh, um, you guys do have the advantage of having so many schools there. Yeah, I mean, we play, it has we to make scheduling great. a little easier, right? Yeah, we play some great programs. I mean, Rich makes the schedule over here. You can definitely talk to that. Um, yeah, we've we've there's a lot of teams with great programs around us that are really solid in terms of skill. Like SDSU has a great program. They're, they're, they're um, a, a lot of the teams in the Pac-8 league, some of which have just been added, they're, um, they're also looking to develop their program much 
much like us and hopefully make the jump to D1. But scheduling, yeah, has been a lot easier just given how many schools are around us and how many new hockey programs are starting. Oh, you so guys have a lot of I'm... new programs starting? I'm sorry, Scott. You guys do yeah, have but... a lot of new programs starting there? Uh, yeah, we had a couple new entries into our league this year. Uh, Oregon dropped out, but we've had Stanford and U University of California, San Diego come into the league. Okay. So definitely an increase in uh, developing programs around California. Nice. Okay, so, so guys, uh, a couple of things that I think people are, probably would be interested in knowing. The first one is um, most of the schools out there are ACHA D2, so that's what keeps you uh, kind of tied into a, a schedule base, correct? That's right. Okay, and then uh, the other thing is talk to us a little bit about, and you guys, uh, uh, Bill, you played in uh, California. Rich, did you also play growing up in California? I didn't. I actually grew up playing hockey in China. Oh, okay. Well, that yes. okay. <laughs> Little ways away, but yeah, I, I hear you. Um, but anyway, the, the growth of and Coach Powers always tells me this when I meet him every Tuesday is uh, he always says there's not enough uh, NCAA stalls for NCAA caliber players, and uh, we all have seen uh, the push into the NHL and all over that the caliber of talent that's coming out of Southern California, especially. Um, so. What do you attribute that part of it to? Is it just good coaching? I mean, like, for example, here in Arizona, we've got a bunch of retired Coyotes players and, and NHLers that have been to Arizona and want to retire here, and then they turn out coaching uh, youth programs. Is that something you're starting to see in California as well, at least Southern California? Um, I definitely say so. Uh, I, I played for the San Diego Junior Goals um, when I lived down in San Diego, and that program went from, you know, just single A and double A teams to by the time that I moved out of San Diego, they had a triple A programs at almost all their age levels. They're competing with the LA Junior Kings and the Junior Ducks. Um, Thatcher Ditko came out of the program too, yeah? Yeah, Thatcher, first uh, first California-born uh, NHL players or goalie to start an NHL playoff games last night. Um but yeah, just I think it's just the programs are getting bigger and kids are getting better all over Southern California and uh, just being becoming more accessible. As I said, going back to the Anaheim Ducks and the LA Kings high school hockey leagues, um, people are just picking the game up, and it's just a noticeable growth because it's it's been like two decades now. This you know this growth of hockey down uh, in Southern California, so you're finally starting to see the products. And and by the way, I mean, as far as I know, uh, and you're so you're and you're from there. Don't the gulls in the uh, AHL get a pretty decent crowd every night? Seven to eight thousand people a night. Oh yeah, those games are packed. There is a, a very loyal following for the gulls in San Diego. Okay, so I know this isn't uh, isn't L.A., but it's getting closer to you. But another AHL franchise coming into uh, Palm Springs with the um, franchise from Seattle putting their AHL affiliate there. So uh, that also has got to be a plus for uh, the game of hockey in Southern California, right? I think we could finally put to rest this uh, myth of hockey not being popular in the desert. 
Preach, uh, brothers, preach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to go into an ice cold oh. rink? <laughs> well, <laughs> forget about that. Forget about going into the ice cold rink, gentlemen. How about coming out of the rink in December and January, as um, I like to say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, so so I also want to tie this in before we let you guys go, but uh, I cover a lot of Vegas stuff, and, and I kind of joke with the University of Arizona because – They've been trying forever to get their own practice rink, at least. they got a beautiful facility to play in. Uh, you know, it seats about 6,000 people, and uh, but they hardly ever get to use the ice there because there's a AHL team there now. And, and Vegas came along, and all of a sudden they have a, an NHL team. Then they've got two practice rinks for them. Then they get an AHL franchise, so they build two practice rinks for them. Now they're building a full 6,000-seat um so you look at what Vegas has done in just a short period of time, and I, I talk about it all the time. It starts at the top with the owner of the Golden Knights. But is, is that what you think it's going to take uh, to maybe start elevating things there, just have somebody step up like that, a, a billionaire owner that, that really is invested in hockey? Yeah, definitely. I think having a very wealthy owner who loves hockey is, is in no way a bad thing. Having him, his support... No to help this program grow would definitely be a huge step. I think there was actually talk um, several years ago about putting a rink, an ice rink inside Pauley Pavilion where the basketball team plays. But there, oh at the time, there wasn't enough funding. There were, it would only cost, I think, a couple, like a couple million dollars maybe to, really? get that, to get that renovated. And there was no, no interest in it. So... That was just that was a big bummer to find out about, but yeah, back to your question, I would say that that is a hundred percent helpful and yeah. will definitely help us. I mean, the other thing to consider too is there's not a whole lot of space to put a couple of new hockey rinks in LA. <laughs> That's true. I would just slap one down um, like in Vegas. Yeah, it, yeah, we are land poor, as our city council members would tell you, but. Uh, <laughs> Having attended a, a basketball game at Pauley Pavilion, sitting in the upper deck, down low of the upper deck, but in the corner, and just seeing how far away those corner seats were from the edge <laughs> of the court, there has got to be a way to squeeze an ice rink in there. I think, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know the floor plans or something, but that would be phenomenal. And well, I don't know, just at a glance, it seems like it would fit. Let me tell you this about uh, 1995 when the Coyotes came to uh, to Arizona and they played uh, in the Suns basketball facility and it was not made for hockey and they put an arena in there and they played NHL games and they sold uh, tickets uh, behind the one goal that you couldn't even see if a goal was scored. <laughs> it was, oh, it was yeah. probably 2,000 obstructed view seats for NHL hockey and at that time the, the Coyotes um, – you know, had some of their best years in 97, 98 back then. And, uh, and you couldn't see uh, half of the, half of the goal scored. So uh, yeah, if there's a will, there's a way, but uh, I think Vegas is going to be a big push to help everybody. And, and it sounds like it could help you too. If, uh, if people see the success continue over there. Oh yeah, definitely. No. And, and, and I have to assume, and I, and I know this sounds silly, but the question still needs to be asked. Um, you know, Winning, you know, for the most part, the Ducks have won. They won a couple. They won cups. The Kings have won cups. 
uh, do you, because I, once again, I'm on, I'm 3000 miles away and, and those things have had to help push the, the, the sport into uh, new prominence, uh, as well as all the college players that are now coming out of California, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I know it sounds like obvious questions to ask, but you'd be surprised that, that people don't don't correlate the two of them together. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, um, that kind of reminds me of the NHL 21 trailer just dropped, and they mentioned uh, Austin Matthews being at that game where Ovechkin scored that uh, on the ice behind the back goal. Um, just how the impact that had that had on him and then he comes out of Arizona next to the NHL and how big that was for the state of Arizona and Arizona hockey. Um and I got a buddy from Phoenix and he wears his Kachina jersey almost every other day. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he washes it on those as long as he washes it on those other days, that's that's fine. I might have to tell him to get on that tonight. <laughs> well guys i think we could go on for hours but uh, i appreciate you guys jumping on it's fun talking uh, hockey anywhere and southern california we know is going to be a hotbed like i said paul and i were over there uh, last holiday season when uh, had a chance to watch uh, the games over at great park ice and uh you know ncaa hockey can't be far away because we're just going to keep pushing it so Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, be safe out there. Uh, stay away from the COVID as much as you can, and let's hope we get a hockey season back for you guys very, very soon. Oh, yeah. yeah Thank you guys. so much for having us. No problem. Tell our tell our, uh, my buddy Mark DeVore there that, uh, we're, that uh, we're also behind you guys a 1,000%. Will do. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's been great having him with us. All right, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. That's Brian Melbourne, uh, Rich Joe, and Billy Zegris from uh, UCLA Hockey. We're going to take another quick break. Paul and I will be back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly in three minutes. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450. And convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit ease. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. 
find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host is always from that big, beautiful, palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein uh, still with me, Paul? Um, yeah, your, your, fun, your rent check right? is in the mail. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, the, uh, no, the, listen. Um, uh, yeah, listen. It, it's great having those guys on. It's a, you know, we like to say that uh, our mission is to grow the game in the desert southwest. Well, uh, it's not quite the southwest, but it, pushing things into California is is a good thing. Uh, you know, people may or may not be aware of what's going on. And, you know, you never know what or who the next hockey fan is that you're going to reach that could do something big. So. Well, I think nothing more evident than uh, talk to Coach Greg Powers and ask him uh, about, well, maybe seven, eight years ago, if he thought that he was going to be the head coach of a dominating NCAA hockey program right now, I think he'd probably tell you now he didn't think that was going to happen as much as he would have liked to have. But uh, it just takes one, as they say. And yeah. um, Bill Foley, another great example in, in Las Vegas, what he's done to uh, – Right, so uh, that's why they play three periods, I guess. But uh, Vancouver came out to play. They uh, they were probably a little embarrassed by uh, uh, their performance the other night. You think? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, um, it's you know, I you could see it. I haven't, uh, like I said, I don't have uh, my access down here. Uh, I could look at it. I don't have, you know, all of the. Uh, various technical accoutrement that you have uh, at your disposal there, uh, you know, whatever you're using my rent checks for. Um, and, you know, one day uh, I'll be lucky enough to, to do something with the TV that I actually have hanging on the wall down here. Too many wires and couldn't figure out which one was the cable wire. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, I'll send, but, I'll send yeah. the, I'll send the workman guy over the, uh, cable guy over please, please do that i mean you know you know i we do have you know you're you know if you're gonna be a landlord do it right um uh yeah no listen uh, tampa bay evens that series which is good because that means more hockey uh we love more hockey vancouver i know we love more hockey i know you're not happy about vancouver uh being up to nothing but 
It, Teams have to lose sometimes. Yeah, it's a long series. Uh, anytime you're in the playoffs, and and you know a lot of team, a lot of teams don't um, take to getting throttled, especially in the opening game, too well. And you're definitely seeing that. Um, and now Vegas has got so to adjust, guys, right? I mean they they they've seen yeah. what what it's like to have a full blown Vancouver team come at you. Now you got to make adjustments. And one thing I think hey. uh, Pete DeBoer is very good at is making adjustments. Uh, like like the guy said, uh, you know, uh, maybe we it's a little bit of karma because we had the guys in from uh, uh, from UCLA and <laughs> San Diego native Thatcher Demko is on the Canucks, so maybe right. it was a little bit of the stars were not the Dallas stars, but you know the actual <laughs> Celestial stars right. uh, lined up correctly. Uh, Thatcher Demko, I think he went to Boston College, did he not? I believe that's correct. Yep, I believe so. You know, the uh, alma mater of our friend Jeff Walker, who's probably thrown his phone at the wall in his <laughs> in, in, in his house because uh, the Bruins lost an OT. So uh, yeah, um, you know uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, uh, well, I, know, I, I'm sure that if if my Islanders lose tomorrow, you guys will throw it in my face too. So <laughs> okay, so I want to mention one thing from last night's show. If you missed Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Please get over there, download that that episode, and listen because Kenny McCutton was uh, fantastic. He couldn't get logged in, uh, but he called in, and we had him on. And Zach and I did our best to ask questions, and Kenny did his best to answer them. But um, one of the things that amazed me—well, two things, Paul—I uh, asked him about the COVID testing, right? Because I've had the COVID test, you've had the COVID test. Um, it, it's not—it's not the worst thing, obviously, but it's unpleasant when they stick something. And then you went from there. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, it, it's not good. Um, I'm probably going to have to do that this weekend, uh, just because of going back to work, right? Uh, in case we physically go back to work, as opposed to doing things remotely. And I have a doctor's appointment scheduled anyway, so uh, I'm waiting for everybody to to come out with the ASU spit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Cause I'm down for that. I I don't mind. I'll spit the tube. I don't care. Well, here's uh, I here's the other thing that Kenny said. He said when he was in Columbus before they went to the bubble, they did have that saliva test, and then when they got to Toronto, they had uh, moved back to the the nostril, fifteen seconds in each nostril. He said, and but he said in ugh. but he said in in Edmonton, it was a throat culture test. So that that's really I can live with that. Yeah, he said that's really uh, you know strange. Right? I told him it was really strange. He didn't really care one way or the, the other. And here's the final thing: we all know John Tortorella and the way he <laughs> coaches and the way he he does his thing. Uh, I asked uh, Kenny. I said, "What were some of the things you did? Did some of your guys uh, form a committee and have like an entertainment committee?" Or something? He goes, "No, no. He's the only thing we did on the day off was we got to go to a soccer field." We got to go to a soccer field. <laughs> and he said what was funny was there were four NHL teams, one in each corner of the soccer field, doing different things like Frisbee, throwing a football, throwing a baseball. And he said that was our day off entertainment. And he said, to be honest with you, the weather was beautiful, and we absolutely just cherished that time to get out of the hotel. Oh, sure. 
the final thing I'll tell you is that he said that it was really odd to uh, have an entire hotel floor uh, to yourself. And then when they had all 12 teams there, they had different floors. So he said, you, you know, they were on the 10th floor, for example, and um, maybe Boston was on the eighth floor. And then, you know, uh, Tampa Bay was on the sixth floor and, and, Philadelphia is on the fourth floor. He said, you get in the elevators with your mask on, and all of a sudden you'd run into these NHL coaches and trainers and players uh, as you're moving up and down the elevator. But, uh, wow, it was just so much fun to talk to him about that and to talk to him about the five-overtime yeah. game and all that. But, again, get get there and see it. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly can be downloaded anytime. Paul, I'll let you do your read, and uh, we'll say goodnight for another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona. The Arizona Ford Giant is the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Asked to see our friend Kevin Wood. Tell him Ice Time Hockey SW sent you to see the top-selling line of Ford trucks and more. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Our dining rooms in accordance to CDC guidelines are open in all 12 Valley locations and the California location. Visit coldbeers.com for more information. By T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you the power of the new T-Mobile. Now you can bring the best of Las Vegas home. Stop by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard and pick up a bottle or three of our championship barbecue sauce. By Summer Skates, your team can design its own logo and show it off with pride on our koozies and shower shoes, team discounts are available. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner for more information. Behind the Mask, for all your hockey needs, visit any of our three locations or go to behindthemask.com. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe, by ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, learn to play hockey sessions are back for kids and kids at heart. See oceansideicearena.net for more details. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Score a Roger Klein hat trick. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try each of our three styles of the best tasting tequila. By OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. By MDrive. Go to MDriveForMen.com and try our new relaxed supplement for better sleep. MDrive for energy, stamina, and recovery. And by the Ice Den, Scottsdale, and Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also newly available on the the TuneIn app. Just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey sw.com network ah that was fantastic my friend and i think alexa heard you because we are now listening to a podcast (laughs) well done all right nice (laughs) all right so for paul hornstein and our uh, three great guests from ucla hockey uh brian melbourne rich joe and billy zegris Thanks for joining us tonight on another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And then again on Sunday as we kick off Minnesota Week, Paul, starting Sunday night in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with our our good friend Pat 
Micheletti joining us as our guest, and we'll be reviewing all the NHL playoff uh, playoffs for you. So, good night, everybody. And I'm going to call it California Week. <laughs> I'm waiting for Long Island. As soon as you get Coach uh, Coach Riley on, uh, we'll uh, we'll start Long Island Week as well. I'm down with that. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah.